You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here's your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. I just told Vicky as we wrapped up our conversation that you're about to hear that her episode will go down in history as one that really moved me. Don't you love when that happens? She found me on Instagram and reached out, and I'm just so glad she did because this conversation was exactly what I needed to hear. You may feel the same way as Vicki Louise breaks down exactly how we can be more productive with our time and get more done in a week with fewer hours. It's a good one. Vicki, I am so excited we have the chance to talk today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. So happy to be here. So first, just kick us off and tell us about yourself. Okay, so I am a reformed hustler turned time hacker. I'm a coach currently living in France, which is my fourth country in the last two years. Um, And I really, really love helping people optimize their time because I think how we've been taught in schools and in corporate cultures is you know, to use our time, to use 40 hours a week for our work, sometimes 80 hours a week, if we're being honest. And we're never really taught how to get the most bang for our buck from our time. And so we end up, especially as women, saying yes to all the things and not necessarily creating what we want um, in our businesses, in our lives, in our relationships. But yeah, we're always busy. Okay, Vicki, I love how you describe yourself as a reformed hustler turned time hacker. Okay, so <laughs> you've got to you've got to dive into this for us. How did this happen? Mm-hmm. So we can start with how the hustle happened. Um, <laughs> it really was um, through schools, through education, through careers um, and the story of like I'm not good enough I'm not smart enough and sometimes that was literally told to me like at school I was told not to apply to the university I ended up going to because I wouldn't get in and then at university I sat in a room and was told that everyone in there must have got A's and I didn't get A's and then um, in jobs I was in my first career was finance it was always a matter of like more certifications, more qualifications, like ticking boxes. So it always felt like I was proving myself in my role. And I really built up this story of I'm not good enough. And how I define hustle is when we are trying to do things to build confidence, like we're trying to do things or achieve things to build belief in ourselves and our ability to do things. Because Yes, I did work seven day weeks and was in the office until 10 p.m. And I do think that's definitely a hustle indicator. But I also understand that like some doctors, for example, their shift works on like working 40 hours straight. Not that I agree with it, but that's how it goes. So they're not necessarily hustling if that's the process. So it's not the hours we work or the days of the week. It's why we are doing it. And for me, it was really trying to prove that I was good enough, trying to prove that I belonged, like always wanting that external validation. Um, So that was the hustle years. Um, And 
Yeah, like really what happened in terms of becoming a time hacker was I just slowed down, stopped saying yes to everything. I think there was a time when I was like running a startup and doing an MBA and hosting like four events a week. Yeah, just a few things. (laughs) Um, (laughs) A few things that usually are full time each in and of itself. Right, totally. Um, And so really dropping the need to do things, to do all the things and focusing on what's going to have the impact for the results that I want and really dropping the whole things take time, things take qualifications, things take hard work and hustle story. Um, What actually happened was I, like, as you can probably see, as you know, I um, built my original coaching company around anxiety. So I would wake up with panic attack, went to Dr. Google, found lots of useless information and things telling me I had a disorder and all these like, all these things that just didn't add up for like nothing empowering. It was all very like, you're fixed, you need to be, you're broken, you need to be fixed, should I say. And I was really looking for a voice of like, hey, I'm an ambitious person and I have anxiety because I'm choosing to step out of my comfort zone. Like, how do I solve for that? So I became that voice a few years ago with my own podcast and my business grew and I stopped saying yes to everything and my business continued to grow. So it was like when I went from six day work weeks to 15 hours a week, my practice went fully, like my practice, well, fully booked. That was when it was more than 15 hours a week. So it went from six days to four days to now I do groups and now I have a coaching community working 15 hours a week. But how I show up on those 15 hours in terms of productivity and output is way higher than what I was doing working 40, 50, 60, sometimes 80 hour weeks. And it's the same with my clients. So I can see that it's really like a learned cultural norm that we think more giving more time to things is better but if you can achieve the same results in less time surely that's better so that was my journey I love that and something you said and and maybe this is just because it's been on my mind lately but it was not a journey to 15 hour work weeks from start to finish like you had to really work your way down and you really had to teach yourself those tactics to be able to get you to where you could do that. And I think that's something that people often forget and they look at somebody working 15 hours a week and they think, why am I not there? Mm -hmm. And you can't just go from zero to that. You have to work your way down in order for it to be a successful and productive use of your time. And I think that kind of plays into how you describe your no BS minimalist approach to really everything, mindset, work, life. Talk to us about how you really can move into that, how you develop this and like any tips that you have for someone looking to adapt that same approach. Yeah, it's all about like, how can we simplify and streamline and build habits for the things that we want? Like we all know it's so easy to put on Netflix and they make it so easy to watch five episodes. It's like, oh, you just sit there and then it does all the work for you. How do we use that mechanism for things that we actually want to do? So for example, if someone wants to take up yoga 
typically what we might think is like, oh, I have to like go to like a one hour yoga class and I have to go across town or maybe not in these times, but still I have to like find the right yoga teacher and then I have to find the class. And like we, we make it very complicated mm-hmm. to just start something like yoga. Um, whereas instead it could be, you know, searching exactly what you want. So this was me a few years ago. This is how I started building out my routine. It was with morning yoga. And I was like, I want a 10 minute yoga, 10 minute morning yoga class for beginners. I put it into YouTube. I watched it and I used that same teacher. And now I use her say like the same videos on my work days. So I never have to think what video to watch. Um, so it's all about how can you minimize the number of decisions that are going to fuel the habits that you want. Like a really fun example here is even Mark Zuckerberg. Like he wears the same, the same outfit. Like, yeah, he's got it in different style, in different versions. So it's clean, but he does that on purpose to minimize the number of decisions. So often we're like, I don't know what to eat. Like think about it every day, the number of decisions from like, should I snooze? Should I not? What should I have for breakfast? Should I have another coffee? Should I have a cup of tea? Then what should I wear? Should I shower before? Should I go for a run? Like we've not even done anything and our brain's like tired so how can we minimize our environments even our desk and everything how can we minimize our decisions and and our calendars and our structures and our habits so that our brain is optimized to be productive in the time that we have and what connected you and I is because you have um you preach this mentality that selflessness Mm -hmm. is not productive, Mm -hmm. that we truly do need to practice self-care and being selfish in order for us to move forward with our productivity. So why is that? Talk to us about that. Yeah, I think especially as women, we're definitely taught that like selflessness is the high road and we should give to other people. And it's literally, not only are we socialized to think that, but even throughout our evolution and our evolutionary evolutionary roles. um, So like kudos to us for like knowing where we are. But the reality is when we are being selfless, and we are not prioritizing our needs, our goals, what we want to get done in the world, we are focusing on the short term. Like in the short term, yeah, it's easy to say yes to someone else and to do what they want. But that's not sustainable in the long term. You're just going to keep finding other people that take, 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 and you're helping them maybe do something that they could actually do themselves as well. Like everyone is far more capable than they think they are. And when we are not being selfish and protective of our time, our energy, our resources, they are being spent in ineffective, inefficient ways. We want to think about our time, our energy, like as resources that we have to fuel like our best lives, but also the biggest impact that we want to have in the world. And the biggest impact we want to have in the world is not necessarily going to be fueled by people pleasing, for example. So you've mentioned this idea of short-term productivity and long-term productivity. What is the difference? Like, how can we differentiate that? Yeah, like our brain is super focused on the immediate and the short term. It's it evolved that way for survival reasons. It made a lot of sense. Remember, our brains have been around in their most modern forms for around 40,000 years. So when we were like evolving in the wild, thinking in the short term, like, gotta eat, better go hunt, or gotta find um, 
wood for fire or shelter, it's getting dark, whatever it was, like that ability to think in the short term and always respond and react immediately to like predators, all of this was super useful. Um, And now what ends up happening is we make short-term decisions for short-term productivity. So an example of this could be, I'm just going to quickly reply to these emails. Oh, another email came in. I'm just going to quickly reply. I'm just going to quickly reply. And we're focused on short-term productivity instead of seeing that like those emails are not moving our business forward, our goals forward. They're literally responding to like questions um, ad hoc. And we know now the most recent studies show that every time we do something different to the thing that we are doing, it takes us about 20 minutes to go back to it, which means every time we just quickly check our Instagram or quickly check an email or quickly reply or answer a phone call to someone, like I had a client and she was like, I can't switch my phone on airplane mode. Like I, I have my clients do things like that. Um, and she was like, I can't in case my mom or my sister want me. And I was like, but what if you communicated to them what you were doing and one, you know, once every hour you checked it or something like they, neither of them were unhealthy or unwell or anything. But what ends up happening is we have a phone, we get up in the morning and we scroll on it a little bit, engage a little bit. And then our whole day is spent with notifications and distractions that literally pull us out of being productive. That's why even though I say I work a 15 hour work week, my, I get done in 15 hours, at least, 15, you know, what, what would take, what I used to spend more than what I used to spend, used to get done when I was working 40 hours a week. Mm. I'm like, Vicky, I swear, I think the, this was, this conversation was meant to happen because what you were just saying is exactly what I voice to those closest around me on a regular basis of what I struggle with because you're so right. I have my to-do list and I set it up every night for what I need to complete for the next day. And then more often than not, I always feel like my day gets derailed because I do turn to that inbox. I do turn to those phone calls coming through. And even though I feel like the notifications, like, you know, I've gotten that down to where I'm not checking those as often throughout the day. There's still those little distractions. And then by the end of the day, you feel like you didn't really get done. What is going to move your business forward? So I love that you really identified that as far as short-term and long-term, um, because I think that's an area that I know I can personally work on. And, and I would love for you to just share, like, what are the first steps that someone can take to really become selfish with their time? Like what are some action items we can do as soon as we're done listening to this episode? Yeah. Like really carve out time, like distraction free time for yourself. Like really, like, I think so often we're thinking about counting the minutes and instead it's like block out like an hour. Like what if every morning there was an hour and a half just for you? And you can do with that. Like I have clients that wake up and read fiction. I have clients that cook healthy meals. I have clients that go for walks or whatever it is. But it's like, I'm not available in that time because I'm like getting my brain into gear and I'm spending time with my own brain instead of having pings, rings and dings. Because when you start that way, it's like you are wiring your brain to rely on those external rewards we know that hormones are literally released when we get notifications and all of that good stuff so 
I really recommend people do it first thing in the morning at the beginning, because when we say we're going to do it later in the day, something always comes up. We're like, we're already in the habit that day of, um, responding, being responsive, being available for other people. So as I said earlier, like I started with 10 minutes yoga every morning and that was all I did for a year. I didn't try and then meditate and journal and walk and all this like fun stuff that I'm doing now. I was like, the only thing I'm committing to is 10 minutes of yoga. And I may, I set the bar low on purpose because so often my clients come to me having spent way too long over promising and under committing, like saying today is going to be different. This week's going to be different. And we're like, set these big audacious goals to like change our whole lives in the blink of an eye and we continue to fail and that continues to fuel our belief that we can't change what if instead we made it so easy that we're fueling the belief that we can change and this is not to say I'm sure there were a few days where I didn't do the yoga I also didn't make that a problem because every time I got to learn and be like oh the next day I'd be like oh my brain told me that I couldn't because xyz but I actually could have So really committing to who you become in the process and what you learn in the development of one habit that's just for you. And you don't need to do it for a year. You could do it for 30 days just to be willing to learn what happens and what comes up and and who you're even willing to let down, like willing to let down and who's difficult for you to let down. For example, I might be totally comfortable to say to my husband, like, don't disrupt me during these, these times. And I might say to my mom, oh, like, it's okay if you want to, but just, you know, I'm going to switch my phone off. So, like, whatever it might be. Um, and be willing, like, I've also had people literally call me selfish in my life because <laughs> I've been unavailable. And that's, and like, there's someone in particular that I'm thinking of. And a few weeks ago, that person said to me, I'm going off the grid. I'm uncontactable. Like, I see what you've been doing and like, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm like, I'm going completely off the grid. And obviously they're not because they went all or nothing. And then like, it's a person, it's a personal relationship. Um, so, uh, it's not a client, but, um, <laughs> and obviously they're not cause they went super all or nothing. So what I would recommend to everyone is pick a 10 minute thing that you're going to do just for you without notifications, without anything and start building from it. You can go from te- like, if you do 10 minutes every day for 30 days, you are creating confidence and commitment at the same time that makes jumping to 30 minutes easier. Be willing to have those conversations with people. I would say to every person, like commit to having that conversation with one person where you communicate, like I'm not available for this 10 minutes or for this half an hour, or don't call me during my work days. Like I'm going to stop answering just so you know, like you can call me and you can try me. I'm not going to be available. I am going to be available to call you back in the evenings. I mean, this is, this is the wake up call I needed, Vicky. So <laughs> I'm like so thrilled with everything you said. And it's also like hit me right in the gut at the same time. So <laughs> So, I mean, for me, this is what I needed to hear. But if there's anybody that's still listening that is maybe doubting uh, this process and and really, you know, I think we're so often, I think we want others to be available when we call them. So we want to be available for others when they call us. So I think there's probably some people listening that feel like maybe this isn't something they need to do because maybe what they've always done is just kind of gotten them by or kind of worked. Um, But I I want you to describe, and I'm sure this is something you've seen with the clients you work with. What is the game changer when you really make this shift in your life? Like Mm -hmm. what transforms 
mm-hmm. to allow you to, it opens you up to more. Like, what does that look like? Yeah, I want everyone listening to imagine spending your day with a quiet brain, like really a quiet brain. No like chit chatter, no like juggling, no judging, no stressing, no bitching, like really feeling light and clear in your brain. Like having that clarity is like an important step to what creates flow and allows us to massively produce in less time and it's kind of like the way I describe it to my clients is it's like you're walking up a mountain with a bag full of rocks and you're like I've got to keep all the rocks on me I need them like you don't need those rocks to get to the top of the mountain if anything they are slowing you down you can put those rocks outside of your bag and come and get them after you've got up to the mountain and back that's going to be the fastest way to do it for anyone listening, I would say, what are the rocks that you are carrying in your bag? And it can be anything from people pleasing, from saying yes when you mean no, from taking on more things, from delaying your priorities, from not, you know, making healthy and, and good decisions for yourself based off of what your priorities are, what your goals are for you, not just in business, but in your personal life as well. Like, what are you really sacrificing Because just because we've been taught that the best thing to do is to give to other people and that's what makes us a good person. Like I want to take a stand here and say what makes you a good person is taking care of yourself. The way I see it is like anyone could have invented the light bulb. Like really, like like anyone could have created it as science. But if we think about our purpose, what's the one thing that only each individual can do? It's take care of ourselves. No one else can take care of you. And I love, Ali, that you mentioned, like we then get to be that example in the world of not expecting other people to be there for us because it does go two ways. And if you are wanting people to be there for you, why? What is it that you don't think you can provide for yourself? What is it that you don't think you can wait an hour or five hours or a day for? Because Mm -hmm. we do live in a culture that's more and more like instant responses and instant responses. Do we want to keep fueling that culture? Or do we want to all allow ourselves to like slow down? Like I'll give you a really interesting fact here. Um, Even with all the productivity, all the technology advancements that we've had in the last 70 years, productivity hasn't increased. Do you, know how, do you know how slow we as humans have to be moving that technology hasn't accelerated our productivity? Wow. Right. That's pretty incredible to think about. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> okay. I'm like, just let, sit, let that sit with us for a second because, yeah, that, what does that say about how we're spending our time and, mm-hmm. and really how more efficient we can be with our time? Um, okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And like, I think it's not just about us, like the individuals that are listening to this. It's like the example you want to be in the world. Like I think about that for the economy. I'm like, the eco- like that's impacting our, our output. Like what would happen if we slowed down, cleared lots of things off our plate, decided to be more selfish um, in our time? Like I spend 15 hours a week working and 15 hours a week on myself, whatever that means. Um, like, so it can mean different things that we can speak about, but you know, I do use those times. I'm not, um, not, not filling my week, but what would it mean if, if, if we all slowed down, spent more time from ourselves, filled our own cups, then optimized our work time. So we were focused, creating flow and producing more output, then the economy benefits and humanity benefits. Like that's the future I want to create. I love that. And Vicky, 
switching a little bit more towards you personally mm-hmm. um, and, and really talking about what you mentioned as far as how you are spending your time. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, how do you like to be selfish? Well, I definitely like to be unavailable on my phone. Like, and let, like it's literally on airplane mode unless I want to be contacted or I want to do something on it. So our phone is the number one thing where like people basically enter our homes and our brains uninvited. Even if we love them, right? It's still like people, are, it's like someone barging into your office door. Yeah. <laughs> and we just accept it as a society. Um, so that's like probably the number one thing that was like difficult when I started um, in terms of like people's responses. Um, other things I like to do to be selfish are to go outside and just lay like where I live is like next to this park. I'll just go take a picnic blanket and lay. And sometimes I'll take a book. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast. Sometimes I'll take a journal. Like it literally doesn't matter. Um, so things like that. I also, I like to dance. I like to do yoga and stretch and meditate. I like to learn new things, but like not necessarily work-related, sometimes just things for fun. I like to walk around health shops. It's like no value. I just like doing it. Like, <laughs> In fact, all supermarkets, if I'm being honest, but oh, health yeah. shops in particular. Um, like, especially, you know, this last year with COVID and quarantine, and we've just gone back into lockdown here in France. And so the only place I can really go is the supermarket. But luckily, I love it. But my husband, every time we go, he's like, why do I bring you? I'm like, this is this is fun. Like I'm having fun here. Um, I just, yeah, like it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be productive because I think part of what we've done with our time off as well is we've tried to make it productive. That's why I really wanted to think of an example like that because, um, you know, actually switching off, actually immersing ourselves in random other things ends up being and creating more creativity than always trying to work on our businesses. You know, when you're like, I'm going to read, but it's going to only be personal development or I'm going to walk, but I'm going to listen to work podcasts as well. Like Mm -hmm. how much, I would challenge everyone, like how much time are you actually getting off like with your own brain I'll tell you another thing that I do this is a bit weird I'm going to share it because it's so good share it (laughs) every Monday at lunch I take myself for a walk and I put headphones on as though I'm on the phone to someone but I actually speak out loud to myself and I'm just like how are we like how are we really are we doing okay what's going on what's not like what's not going well what are we worried like what's bothering us what's exciting us is there anything that you want to tell me that we've not had like I just make sure that I'm listened to and heard by myself that is powerful Vicky that's Mm -hmm. really interesting I am loving all of the examples you're giving because I just feel like that is such a it's it's such an eye-opener as far as I mean I'm truly guilty of everything you're mentioning as far as well, my weekends, okay, my weekends here, what projects can I get crossed off the list? And Mm -hmm. it's the times where I can't be productive that I find myself filled with ideas and full Mm -hmm. of creativity and inspiration. And we don't foster that enough. I feel like that's, that's the one area where it really can move us forward and give us the ideas that we've been craving, but yet we don't really look for more ways that, that we can get that. And um, it's the first thing that gets crossed off the list. So mm-hmm. you have been 
exactly what I needed to hear. And I'm just like, every time, every time I ask a question, it's another, it's another punch in the gut because I, I know I need to be doing better at this. And so thank you for sharing that. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more? So one thing I just want to offer, because you just said it, and this is what happens a lot when people introduce to this kind of thing is like the, I need to, or I have to, or I should. (laughs) And that's like, um, it's like the opposite of what's going to fuel you. It's actually going to like add more judgment and stuff. And And it's, and it's, again, it's how we've been taught is like, when we need something, then we do it. And we, and I know you're on board with this because of your whole podcast and everything you teach. It's like wanting to is enough. Mm. You know what I mean like what if you don't need to what if anyone listening you don't need to do anything that I've said like immediately you can just let the ideas simmer and maybe in three months you'll be like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna find a 10 minute Zumba class online like it, you know I just really encourage everyone because I fell down that rabbit hole and lost a few years to like needing to improve myself so anyone else that I can save um from doing that I definitely want to um and then I'll answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that is, that's really important that you mentioned that. And thank you for that. Cause you're right. You're right. It's another thing that we can, you know, add to our shoulders that are already bearing so much. Um, okay. So thinking about anything, is there anything out there you wish you could be doing more? Yes. So I have spent the last year in France in COVID. It was a surprise move and I wish I could be spending more time with family and loved ones. Like, really, I think, you know, that's probably common for many people this year. That when it comes down to it, that's for me what I would be wanting to spend more time more time with. So it's it's been an interesting year to go down to a 15-hour work week while being in a new country where we don't speak the language. Um, because, uh, you know, at certain points I was like, I have too much time. And then it becomes, how do you create a life you love, but aren't dependent on? Like, I, I didn't want to be too independent. So like, for example, I've started and like, even I love meeting people and creating connections. So, um, how can I do that more? Um, so all of those things, like I really, I started creating like this one on Friday, like a speed, friending virtual zoom event where I can like meet and chat with people and just just for fun um so that kind of thing I really can't wait to gather with the humans soon yes yes I'm I'm right there with you on that (laughs) so other than gathering with friends and family what is next for Vicky yeah, well, so I just actually about five weeks ago launched my coaching community. And so I filled out my one-to-one and my mastermind. So they're closed and I stopped them because, I, you know, it's e- this is another thing. It's easy to keep adding. I have a rule whenever I'm adding something, I'm closing something. Mm. Um, so that's a really good quick tip for anyone. So if you're adding yoga, what are you taking away? Don't be like, and then I'm still going to watch the news in the morning. That's a great switch out, by the way. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so my focus now is really nurturing, building and growing that community. It's like, you know, 20 people now, my plan is to grow it to thousands and to build this community of change makers and revolutionaries that are willing to stand against everything we've been taught about time and how we should use it and how we should be busy and all of these things and really like within that group there's people tackling it in different ways and in different stages all of that stuff but really like that's the shift 
that I want to create in the world. So that's where everything is focused. Vicky, I am so glad we got connected because um, I've, I've only had one other guest on that specifically talked about, you know, really kind of how to block your time to, to be more productive and, and, and use your time more valuably. And I swear that one and this one are going to be the two that I like constantly go back to because it is just speaking to me. So I am so blessed we had this conversation and I want to thank you for sharing the, the knowledge with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I think it's so fun to be here and I always love the opportunity to share to share this information. So I appreciate you. Like what you just heard? Visit us at selfishthepodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.